Ugh, been dreading this all day. No, just kidding. Hope everybody's having a wonderful start to their day. It is play. How about? <laughs> Hope everybody's having a great day. Uh, happy MLK Day to everyone. It's play by play coming to you live here on this Monday. We will be live until one o'clock. Casey Jisclair here with Coach Brian Colley. In the next segment of the show, we're going to have Covenant Christian Academy boys basketball coach, Coach Troy Jackson, on the line. He will be chatting with us about his team, which is actually playing some good ball to start the year. They are uh, really doing some good things, and we look forward to chatting with him about the way his team is playing. Then at noon, it's always football season, man. Like I felt like I literally today, I was thinking, like, what do I want to hear today on play-by-play? I put myself in y'all shoes, and... I came up with three things. A, I want to hear Casey eat crow for the Cowboys. That's coming in just a second. B, I want to hear about how our local teams did um, during the weekend. That's coming in just a second. And I said, see, how are local football teams doing? It's the offseason, man. Like, we don't hear nothing about football in the offseason. So I decided we're going to get Kyle on at noon to talk about E.D. White. I know he's always busy. They're always trying to create some sort of an edge or get bigger, faster, stronger. Look forward to what they're doing in the offseason over at E.D. White. Eat crow or cry? Uh, no, we're good, man. I think that this is going to prompt some changes. I think this is a necessary result. But look, well, let's get it out of the way. Um, I think people like that um, as much of a loudmouth as I am, I'm willing to then take it back at me whenever it comes my way. Today's one of oh, those it's days. Coming. Uh, I, Coach Brian Colley could tell you I'm wearing a Cowboys hat today in the studio. Yeah. Um I'm also wearing a home of Christian school shirt, so don't, don't shame me, Tarpon fans. But I'm wearing a Dallas Cowboys hat. I saw this. I'm going to give credit where it's due. This was sent to me from my buddy Frank Bure. This is hilarious. I'm going to play this for y'all. Um, this sums up everything perfectly. This is on TikTok. I'm going to play it for y'all now. enough now no no i I would like to know the artist of that song those lyrics are actually really good (laughs) we'll talk about that in the lunchtime hour of the show they came completely unglued and i'll give some thoughts on what happened and how i think they could fix it going forward vomit let's get to our i have some thoughts when we get there yeah 
Yeah, I'm sure I'll agree with some of them. Um, let's get to our girls' basketball scoreboard from Friday on a more positive note. We had several teams play, including the Central Lafouche girls who rolled past East St. John, 57-41, to a great win for Coach Tora and her team against an East St. John team. Something's up, man. They were good and non-district, but since district has started, they've been getting blitzed by everybody. Trojans get a big win there, 16-point win. Desterhan on the girls' side gets a 52-16 win over Terrebonne, a good win for the Wildcats, beating the Lady Tigers in a game that was played at Desterhan. was originally scheduled for Terrebonne, was played at Desterhan. Uh, let's see. Thibodeau gets a 43-32 win over HL Bourgeois. Good win for them. Uh, Much-needed win for them over Coach Anderson's team. Hanville girls get a 59-52 win over De La Salle. Great win for the Lady Tigers in non-district action over a quality opponent. 4A, Homa Christian School, game we were at. Homa Christian School beats up on Ellender. Homa Christian School 6-1. and one. Coach Jamar Celestine doing a wonderful job with that team. 46-31. Potna to go from, uh, you coach for a long time, to go from, hey, we might have a team, we might not, we might be sitting out for two years to 6-1, and one, and in the same week beating both Ellender and South Terrebonne, that's a, that's Pretty doggone good work for Homa Christian School, man. Look, they're going to make the playoffs again in Division Three Select. Good job by Coach Celestine and his staff doing an excellent job. It is a tremendous job. And just watching uh, Coach Celestine, look, he he could – okay, I'm a head football coach at the school. We needed a, a girls' basketball coach. I stepped in. I'm, he could easily – like, I guarantee you a lot of people said, oh, he's just going to sit on the bench and collect a paycheck – this man coaches his tail off yep. during the game. Uh, he's teaching, and I mentioned this Saturday, he's a great teacher because he's teaching the game to these girls and uh, just a tremendous job. And, man, it's uh, when Homer Christian girls are clicking, it's fun to watch. Yep. A uh, little district preview. I've seen Morgan City, um, and I think that they're a little behind some of the top teams. But to see that Lutcher on Friday beat them by four, 40, 56 to 16 leads me to believe that Lutcher is going to be strongly in contention. Look, I think Vanderbilt is a clear favorite in 7 4A, but I think Lutcher is going to be up there for one of the teams that can maybe chase for a runner up. They get a 40 point win over Morgan City. Um, South Terrebonne falls to Central Catholic, 46 to 26. Good win for Central Catholic. Vanderbilt, after a lengthy time away, they get a 57 to 34 win over White Castle. Good win for Vanderbilt. Berwick opens district, beating Patterson 44-8. E.D. White opens up district with a 54-39 win over St. James. Look out for E.D. White, man. They're just getting better and better. St. James is a quality team. E.D. White puts it on them. Single A, we had Covenant Christian Academy fall to Highland Baptist 55-47. Again, that's a district matchup. And then we told you about Central Catholic and South Terrebonne. Now, on the boys' side, and then we'll get to— Did you mention girls? South? Oh uh, yeah, I'm gonna get to Saturday. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. We're, oh we're, my bad. Yeah. I jumped the gun. Yeah. Penalty. False start. Penalty. Five start. A uh, five yard penalty. Like you're a left tackle for the Cowboys. Oh. Uh, Friday the results. <laughs> uh, Grand Isle gets a 51 to 24 win over VB Glencoe Charter. A really good win for Grand Isle, keeping that momentum flowing. The work that Coach Buzzigard's doing there, putting that program back together. Very very good stuff. East St. John gets a 49-41 win over Central Lafouche. The news is not all bad for Central Lafouche. We'll tell you about that in just a second. But East St. John beats them on their home floor on Friday. 
Terrebonne 69, Destrahan 31. Terrebonne rolls past Destrahan. Destrahan had been giving some teams some problems. Didn't give Terrebonne problems. They rolled and, and got a big win. HL Bourgeois, Thibodeau made him play slow. Um, Bourgeois didn't score 70, 80 points like normal, but Bourgeois still able to get a 53-42 to 42 win. The Braves are hot, man. The Braves are now the number eight team in the state in the latest power rankings in class or uh, Division One non-select, and they are now four and zero. They've got as good a chance as anybody to win that district, man. They're playing some really good basketball right now. Fountain Blue gets a sixty to fifty nine win over Ed White. Good win for them. Hanville gets a sixty four to sixty two win over North Shore. Let's see what else we got here. 4A, we had Lutcher falling to St. Charles Catholic 52-46. to St. Charles Catholic gets a win over Lutcher. A game that we were at, South Bush falls to home a Christian school 51-48. to Tarpons were behind big. Uh, came all the way back, took the lead, couldn't finish the game. Kudos to Richard Jones and his team for doing what they needed to do down the stretch. Made a bunch of free throws. Um, played with poise and home a Christian school. Much like their girls, right? They The girls beat Ellender in South Terrebonne last week. Well, the boys beat South Terrebonne in South Lafouche last week. Two big 4A wins for Coach Jones. Kudos to he and his team. That's a really good win for them to build some momentum heading into district play this week. Yeah, it is. And um, like you mentioned, if Tarpons fell behind early, uh, credit to them, they came back. They uh, took the lead again in the fourth quarter. But, hey, big shout-out to Homer Christian. that They didn't uh, – they didn't collapse, and they lost their composure a little bit. They played up-tempo, uh, missed some layups. The Tarpons took advantage of it. But I think a big stat case in that game, the Tarpons from the Blue Boot Bomb area, two for 26. Oh, oh, two of 26. Do you have you have stats for what they were in the paint? Because I got a feeling that ain't going to be much better. <laughs> Oh, let's see. I know points in the paint. I can give you that. They had 34. Okay. Boy, if it just felt like watching it, they missed a lot of layups and a lot of easy ones, but two of 26 from three. Yeah, well, on the left side, they were seven of 24. <laughs> the left, there you go. The middle, eight <laughs> of 11, and on the right, one of five. In, yeah. in the paint area. Yeah, those are shots that you should be making at a 70%, 80% clip, or at least 60%, 70% clip, and, you, and you're not you're not doing that. Central Catholic gets a 60-35 to 35 win over South Terrebonne. Good win for Coach Case. By the way, uh, for anybody interested, the Tarpons are not playing Central Catholic today. I know it's on your schedule. That game has been canceled. Um, not making the trip to Morgan City today. Berwick played Port Barry. No score post on the LHSA website. Come on, man. Do better. Uh, De La Salle, 80. Donaldsonville, 70. Good win for De La Salle over a good Donaldsonville team. A lot of points, man. 150 points in a 32-minute game. A whole lot of offense. Single A, we've got CCA, and we'll have Coach Troy Jackson on in just a second. They got a 64-32 win over Highland Baptist in district play. Great win for them. So, that leads us to Saturday. There wasn't a whole lot of action on Saturday, but the games that there were were impactful, and the locals swept the day on Saturday. Central Lafouche, after losing to East St. John on the boys' side, bounces back and gets a huge road win over Covington, 76-58. to Evan Griffin scored 34 points for a Trojans team that made 11 blue boot bombs, 11 made three-pointers in the win. 
Coach, you know this. You lose a hard-fought game one night, you bounce right back and go on the road and get a big win over a quality opponent. That's that's big-time stuff. Kudos for the Trojans. They didn't let that loss linger. They got the aftertaste out right away, and they played very well getting a huge win against Covington. Yeah, look, and Evan Griffin, he just he does Evan Griffin things. He scores every any given night. He can go off at 30, but uh, the Trojans have to be happy with other people in that lineup starting to step up, and if they do, they're going to be a dangerous team down the stretch. To your point, Isaiah Williams, 16. Connor DePlantis, 13 in that win against Covington where they score 76 points. We also had South Lafouche girls get a win over Dominican, their fifth win in six games. Big win for the Tarpons, but Dominican's a solid program. They came in with a winning record. Nyla Lyons had 19 points for the Lady Tarpons. Estrella Rivera added nine. I watched a little bit of that one on social media. It felt like the Tarpons like were up real big, like had like a 20-point lead. Dominican slowly chipped away, chipped away, chipped away, but the Lady Tarpons held on. Huge win for Coach Jenkins and her team. That's a big, big, big win. It is because their non-district schedule for the rest of the way, they're going to have to get these big wins because uh, some of these teams in district maybe won't give them the, the power points that they're looking for. So, yeah, very big win. Vanderbilt boys get a 49-39 to win over Franklin. You're saying what's the significance of that? Franklin was a top 28 team last year. That one was played at the Hoop Fest over at Southside High School. Great win for Vanderbilt, getting a 10-point victory over a quality Franklin team. And I see it on the screen there. I don't have the score. I know the Vanderbilt girls beat, what is it, Madison Prep? Uh, 46-30. to I knew that they got the win. I didn't have the score. 46-30, to Vanderbilt gets the win over Madison Prep. So, how about that? Our local teams played on Saturday and swept the board. Everybody got a win. Yeah, and you, you see that more and more. In the past, a lot of coaches, once you get in a district play, you play on a Friday night, you do not want to play, like, I guess you can call it an extra game on a Saturday. But a lot of these coaches now are starting to play these extra games because why? Power points, points baby. Looking at Iggy St. John, also 59-54 to 54 of a Calvary Baptist. That's a boy score. Brother Martin is yeah, ridiculously good because they got a 60-51 to 51 over Jesuit. Can you imagine how good your offense must be if you're scoring 60 points on Jesuit's defense? Um, had to have been shooting the ball from distance. And Bonneville rolls past Destrahan, 82-34. to 34. Yeah, I see Southside getting a 45-42 win over Carver. It's a ah, big that's win good for Coach work. Russ. Oh, yes, it's some good work. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, Coach Troy Jackson of Covenant Christian will be on the line. His team is playing some good basketball, and we look forward to chatting with him about that. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. It's Mardi Gras time, and Joe's Septic Contractors would like to let everyone know that there is still time to call in your orders for portable toilets and hand wash stations. You can order two, three, six, ten, and 18 stall restroom trailers. From everyone at Joe's Septic Contractors, have a happy and safe Mardi Gras. Call 985-632-5592 or visit joeseptic.com. Water safety tips from Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. One, always designate a water watcher when children are in and around water. Two, wear your life jacket when on a boat or near open water. Three, remove toys from swimming pools when not in use. Four, empty all blow-up pools and buckets of water when not in use, as children can drown in as little as two inches of water. Five, check the water first if a child goes missing. Six, stay off and away from the rock jetties. 
And number seven, swimming lessons can reduce drownings by 88%. Learn to swim. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with all new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper, or if it's just you for your daily commute, the comfort and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackets. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. Welcome back to Play by Play here on Kaylee B. Casey Jistler here with Coach Brian Colley. And we go to the phone lines and we have a coach of the Covenant Christian Academy boys basketball team was playing some really good basketball in the early stretches of the season. Now at the midway point, that'd be Coach Troy Jackson. Coach, good morning, buddy. How are we doing today? Good morning, man. How are you? Good, good. Uh, look, man, I, I'm going to ask you right out of the gate. Um, I know the cold weather and crazy things going on. I got you down here as playing at Grand Isle tonight and then home of Christian tomorrow at Nickel State University. Have there been any schedule tweaks, or is that still the game plan? Right now, that's still the game plan. Uh, we are definitely going to play tonight. Uh, keep an eye on this weather. It looks like it's going to be okay for tonight. Uh, I guess our concern is just this rain coming in and that temperature dropping below freezing with those wet roads. Yeah, for sure. Uh, that That's where the concern is at. Uh, Nichols has already informed us, which I understand. If they have to, if they shut the campus down, of course, we're going to have to change the game. But I think if they shut the campus down, everybody around is going to be shut down. Yeah, yeah, very well said. Um, look, man, you guys come into the uh, the week playing some good ball. You got a win over Highland Baptist on Friday, defended your home floor. Um, I know you came on a couple weeks ago, said you were super happy with your team. Since then, y'all played really well. Tell us about the way you guys have been competing. Same thing, man. I, I think we, you know, the only thing I ask for the boys is give me everything you got, uh, and they do. They 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 leave it out on the floor. We're still young. We still got some hiccups here and there, and some mistakes. And, rotations are wrong and things of that nature, but just give me everything that you have, and that's, that's the only thing I can ask of them. Um, and I, I couldn't be prouder of them just to watch them uh, jail together, encourage each other, uh, lift each other up. That's what you want to see in your team. Taking on Grand Isle today, um, you know they're going to play hard. It's a long bus trip to a unique place and a unique environment. Got a chance to build a little bit of character and some team building on the road going to the island tonight. Well, we do that all the time on those bus rides, man. Those, uh, you know, 
thing about basketball is, is uh, to me, is so intimate in how much time you get to spend with the boys uh, or your girls, if you're coaching girls, on the buses. Uh, you know, you're playing 31, 32 games a season. I like to play 32. I get get the max in. And you spend so much time with them. I mean, it, it creates a bond that just it doesn't change. Uh, I'm sure, Brian, you're still in contact with a lot of your players. You know, I still go to dinner with some of my old players, man. We go out and talk and been to their weddings and their houses when they bought houses and things of that nature. And, you know, and it's, that's that bond that was created back when I was coaching them uh, coming up. And now you watch them grow as young men, as, as men and family men and fathers and husbands. And all that comes about to me, that intimate time, that time you get to spend bonding on those buses and clowning and joking and, and going into to games and coming out of games. You win some, you lose some, but you just you learn from each one of them. Coach, I'm just curious, uh, Grand Isle tonight, have you been to the island since the storm? I Actually, I have. Um, I haven't been there down there playing, but my wife uh, had to go down there. She wanted to go to, to the beach. So <laughs> I went down there for that. Uh, so I, I've been down there, but I haven't been down there to go, go play at, at all in a while. So it's been a while since I've been there. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it. It, it is a different gym. I like the gym, to be honest with you. I like uh, the atmosphere. I mean, they play hard every time you walk in that gym. They're going to give you what they got. Their their fans are there. The parents are there. They they come out and drove. It's a good it's a good environment, good atmosphere, and an opportunity for our boys to you know show me what you got again. Let's play hard. Let's you know give me thirty two minutes and play as hard as you can. You guys got a couple of, of players on your team that are not eligible for this season that you're waiting on. Tell me about their role on this year's team. And in that, I know they're not going to be able to help you on Tuesdays and Fridays, but are they practicing? Are they doing scout team duty? How are they helping you guys despite not yet being eligible? They're practicing. Uh, they're practicing hard. They, they push everybody. Uh, like I said, I, I told you once before, I sit down with, uh, we call him, you know, his name is Baby J. It's his nickname. <laughs> but sit down with him, and uh, he's drawing up plays. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's talking to uh, Bailey sometimes. You can hear him give some pointers on the sideline to people. Hey, you know, he's drifting to his right. He won't play him to his left or things of that nature. Uh, his brother does the same thing on a regular basis. Uh, you know, they both are right there. They're both very active and, and uh, helping their teammates out, which I think you saw when we went to Nichols that night, yep. how close they all are. So even though they're not out there, those boys are writing those the ear of Bailey and Patrick and Landon and Mikey and anybody who's on the floor, uh, Cabron, and telling them, hey, do this, do that, look for this, look for that, little things that they see. And a lot of times when they when they say that, and I'm sitting back and I'm just watching, it's like, man, they're spot on. They're, you know, uh, their understanding of what's taking place uh, is phenomenal. Uh, and then we also got a kid uh, from South Terrebonne transfer, Luke Henry. And he's a young kid, but, uh, man, when he practices, man, he practices hard. Uh, so we're looking forward to him, too. So, you, you know, you see those guys, and they're on the side, and they're, they're, they're wait, you know, buying their time like they're supposed to. But, yeah, you, you know, you look at the future of the team, you just can't wait. You know, it's the same thing when I look at my middle school team. I'm watching them, right? And uh, Jesse Turner's son, Jesse Jr., and, and Kurt Townsend, and Amari Burks, and uh, a little kid named Alex Morvan and Ray Mayon. It's a Ben Mayon, too. Ben Mayon. And these kids are out there uh, giving me everything that they got when I watch them play. And it's just it's just amazing to see where where I think the, 
basketball program is going. I know there's some other middle school kids I didn't name. You know, I didn't didn't mean to leave y'all, but I'm, I, all of them. But those are the ones that stand out to me uh, because those are the ones I see so much. And I brought a couple of them up actually to address varsity. And they've given me some minutes in the varsity games. Coach, you're making me feel old. Jesse Turner's kid, Kirk Townsend's kid. Like, what are you? What are you doing to me, man? You're making me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, man. Uh, well, you know, little Jesse is uh, is is an athlete. I watched him. Yes, he is. LCO had that tournament down there, and I was watching him. And I was telling, I was sitting next to Jesse. I said, man, your kid's going to be a monster. Yes, he you is. don't say much. I said, well, you don't have to say it. I'll say it for you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, before we let you go, big week coming up. What are some things you guys are working on to try to stay hot? Uh, same thing, man. Defensively, keep the intensity up. Um, we don't play a lot of man-to-man. Anybody that watches the film is going to know that because I just don't have the depth to do so. So, I mean, we just got to rotate that zone. They do a pretty good job of rotate to me, rotating that zone and getting in and talking on defense rotating, taking stuff away from you, making you shoot. Uh, we do, you know, defense, like I said, defensively take care of business. Offensively, uh, the biggest thing is we do a good job on the boards is, is the putbacks, the offensive rebounds and the putbacks, uh, running your offense, looking for a good shot, not bad shots. I don't want bad shots. I, I don't get on you if you shoot the ball, but I, I will get on you if it's a bad shot. Um, you know, I want to see you take a smart shot. You take a smart shot, we miss it. Okay, we got to work on that. We got to get it, but let's take a good shot. There you go, my friend. Thanks so much for the time. Good luck on the island. And, hey, do me a favor, man. When you guys come up with a decision about tomorrow, shoot me a text and let me know, okay? I I sure will. All right, thank you, man. Yes, sir. That is Coach Troy Jackson doing an excellent job. Boy, you know, it's funny. Every time I see Troy at the beginning of, like, a season or at the end of a school year, he's always, man, I'm trying to get out of this coaching stuff. Well, you're doing a great job, so you might want to stick around a little longer. CCA's got a bright future. Um, They've got a lot of talented players. They're waiting on some more. And then he mentioned the middle school. Jesse Turner's kid is a monster. I could vouch for that. They've got several young, talented middle school age players. Bright, bright, bright days ahead. They are just reaching the beginning of what's going to be a long stretch of very successful basketball. Yeah, bright days ahead and bright days right now in the present. Because, uh, like you mentioned, Coach Jackson does a great job with those guys. His teams are always ready to play. And uh, on the other end, if you're not ready, if your team's not ready, they're going to get you. There's no doubt. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Look, we want to extend our congratulations. He mentioned the middle school tournament. Let's congratulate the LCO Bulldogs. The boys and the girls win their home tournament this past weekend. The LCO boys, or let's start with the girls. The LCO girls were 4-0, got wins over Lockport, Raceland, Thibodeau Middle School, and Golden Meadow, defeating the Pirates 40-18, to defeating Raceland 31-18, to defeating Thibodeau 44-27, to and defeating Golden Medal 43 to 11. So Coach Shields' team goes 4 0 on the weekend. Then the boys play exceedingly well also and defeat Lockport, Raceland, and Golden Medal, defeating Lockport 49 to 14, defeating Raceland 35 to 22, and defeating Golden Medal 58 to 22. So LCO holds the tournament, goes 7 0 in the tournament, and gets big wins and takes home the tournament title. Yeah, look, Coach Shields and Coach Polkey already have them Bulldogs uh, rolling right now. And uh, I know Thursday, Bulldogs got a big game coming up. Is it a – I think it's Oakland. Oh, uh, my sheet here says Wednesday. Wednesday, January 17th. Is that right? Oh, it might be Wednesday. Yeah, LCO and Oakland, which you'll be able to hear right here on KLEBR broadcast is sponsored in part by Performance Automotive and Accessories and The Balcony. So we thank them so much for their support of our middle school coverage. 
I've seen Oakland boys. I haven't seen the Oakland girls. I've seen the Oakland boys. <laughs> it's going to be a fight. <laughs> it's going to be a real challenge for Coach Keegan and the team there. And look, if anyone out there, if you plan on going to a, a high school game or even a middle school game, if they have some tonight, uh, check with the schools before you head out because there's uh, on the high school side, there's, I think, 24 games scheduled for tonight, and seven of them have been uh, canceled or postponed. So uh, Yeah, I, Look, when when Troy was telling us about their, I don't think they're going to play tomorrow. I think, they, and look, that's just me. Um, I could see Nichols out of an abundance of caution saying, you know what, we're going to close the campus down, and then guess what, you don't have a gym. And I, I just, you know how this stuff goes. Once one thing gets canceled, everybody else airs on the side of caution. I don't know that we're going to have a whole lot of basketball tomorrow. Yeah, and thinking out area, Nichols, a commuter school. A lot of people commute. Uh, That's where we're going. Why even put their students on the road? And then on the flip side to that, Troy Jackson is like an administration at CCA, so he doesn't want to roll the dice. And I I would have a hard time thinking that that game would get played tomorrow. Uh, Before we wrap up uh, this segment and get to Kyle Lissang, Want to also shout out Leighton Fuller Love of LCO for earning all-tournament team honors for the Lady Bulldogs and also Kale Hunter and Kai Gidry who earned all-tournament team honors for the boys. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, Coach Kyle is saying with the E.D. White Cardinals will be joining us. He's the football coach. Wax came about the start of his offseason. In some ways, the Cardinals are looking to try to get better. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa wants you to join them for the start of something new sales event. Tis the season to get a great deal on a Ram or new commercial truck, van, car, or SUV. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business or personal use. It's a grand new year, so get a great deal on your new dream car, SUV, or truck today at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. No Wake Outfitters is the best fly shop and paddle sports dealer in Metairie, but we offer so much more. We can prepare you for hunting season with Lamco game feeders and functional, comfortable camo wear from Duck Camp. And we outfit kayaks to get you in those shallow duck ponds and keep you camouflaged. Let our knowledgeable staff help you have your best season. Also offering Duck Camp and Orvis Outdoor Apparel for men and women. Check out the exclusive brands like Rugged Road, Turtle Box, New Canoe, Old Town, and more. No Wake Outfitters. 1926 Airline Drive. Discover, this is Daniela. Hi, it's Jennifer Coolidge. I just want to thank you for making me feel so special. I earned cash back on debit for my dinner party groceries. That's great. But with Discover Cashback Debit, we give everyone cash back on everyday purchases. Anything else I can help you with? Do you like asparagus and mushroom sorbet? I've got leftovers. Introducing Discover Cashback Debit, a checking account with cash back. It pays to discover. Eligibility in terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. State Bank and Trust Company has provided Cajun banking served just the way you like it for now 70 years. State Bank offers a wide variety of modern conveniences without having to sacrifice that personal touch that we all know and love. So stop by today and get a taste of Cajun banking and be met by a smiling, familiar face who loves our area as much as you do. That State Bank and Trust Company still standing strong after 70 years of loyal service to our community. 
I'm Jim Harper, president of the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. On our farm in Cheneyville, my brother and I grow sugarcane, soybeans, rice, and crawfish. It's more than a living for us. It's a lifestyle. And the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation is a grassroots organization that stands together to protect that lifestyle. You depend on agriculture, and we depend on you to join us. Visit LAFarmBureau.org, the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of Louisiana agriculture. Yes, before the mics turn on, Brian Collier said the smartest words of the show so far. You better roll your windows down and cruise today, but you will not be doing that tomorrow, I can assure you. It's play-by-play. We want to thank Coach Troy Jackson for the time earlier in the show. And a reminder, today we're making, or not today, later this week, Friday, we're making a road trip out to Assumption. Catch high school basketball coverage here on KLEB 102.7 and 1600 AM. Our broadcast of South Lafouche and Assumption will be sponsored in part by Duck Fab. Terrebonne General Health System, Advanced Eye Institute, 3T Oil, Joe Septic, Absolute Fitness, GIS, and Rev. Let's go to the phone lines now. We have ED White football coach, Coach Kyle Lasang on the line. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How are we doing today? Doing fine. How you, how you guys doing? Good. Well, I mean, my Cowboys lost, so it's actually not hey. going very well. Um, but other than that, everything's they fine. Lose. They didn't just lose. Yeah. That, was a, that was a whip. Yes, yes. Yes, it was. It was indeed. Uh, look, man, let's talk about um, your offseason. You guys are trying to get bigger, faster, stronger, trying to keep up with the Joneses, so to speak. How has the offseason gone over at E.D. White so far, my friend? Uh, it's, it's going really well. You know, it's, it's part of our day. It's part of our uh, what we do uh, in our strength and conditioning classes. And uh, it's not just football. It's, you know, across the board with all our sports. So very fortunate to have that program in place. Um, so it really doesn't, doesn't miss a beat. It just changes from kind of an in-season program to, uh, to an off-season program where you may be lifting a little heavier um, than normal. So, uh, that that kind of seamlessly happens, and then you know you you release guys to other sports, but uh, you know you have that that confidence that they're still going to be lifting throughout the year. Uh, so we don't we don't really miss any time uh, in the weight room. So it's been really good for us. Um, Coach Grant Chasson and Coach Chris Bazeron kind of handle that for us um, on a daily basis. One of the things that was interesting to me is that you know I was going through your all district list and like the the name brand guys I say like the guys that a lot of the average Joes in the community know about you know the Sternfels the Dietrichs the Lafonts those guys are, are no longer with the program but I think right. a lot of the meat and potatoes of your team your linemen and you know kind of some of the guys on the back end those kids are back um, talk about yeah. that man you guys got a lot of star power to replace but you do have yeah. a lot of returnees. A lot of production. A lot of production is going to graduate. Uh, no question about that. Um, but you kind of feel good that, you know, I think on defense, maybe we're having to replace um, eight, excuse me, three, and having eight coming back. There you go. And then on, on offense, you know, we're replacing four and then having seven come back. So, you know, that's a great start. That's a great start. And I think that production, um, we have some pieces uh, behind those guys, uh, look, you, we're never going to have another Lafont um, probably for another 10 or 15 years. Uh, he was just spectacular in the things that he could do. Uh, but I think we got some guys that if you put them together uh, can give you that production. Obviously, quarterback is a is a question mark. you gotta, you got to fill those, those shoes of Sternfels. You just felt so comfortable with him 
And then Taylor Thibodeau at middle linebacker is going to be a, a huge loss. And then obviously Jeffrey Dietrich at fullback. But um, we got some guys that got some experience this year um, because of some injuries. And so, you know, we call those guys starters now. So uh, I think we'll be ready to roll. Uh, very optimistic about where we are. Those key pieces, though, um, are always going to be in doubt until you put them on the field on Friday nights. Coach, we, we had you on about this time last year, and I remember asking, I said, Kyle, what are some things you guys are going to be, as coaches, looking to get better at? And, and you were open. You said, hey, our offense has to get a little more explosive. We need to be able to score more quickly when, when, when the opportunity presents itself. Mission accomplished. Y'all were more explosive this year. So I'm going to ask you now, what are some things you guys are doing this offseason as a staff to try to make sure that you guys are in a better position? Well, I think you got to keep that kind of mindset. Um, you got to take you got to take shots. Um, we did it with Paxton. We did it with our running backs. Uh, we were able to to probably average, you know, in the mid 40s throughout the season on offense, and that was probably one of the top numbers in the state. So, uh, not not going to change a whole lot there offensively. But you got to look at our kids coming back, what their talents are, and not try to force them into a system that they're not comfortable doing. So we, you know, we're always going to run triple option, but we've got some guys that are probably uh, not quite as well suited to do that. So maybe you incorporate some more wing T stuff. Maybe you throw the ball some more. Um, and those kinds of things are the things that we work out in the off season. We're just not going to be, we're not going to be uh, insane about, wanting to run triple option 30 times a game if it's not something that our kids are good at. So that's really the key to our offseason. Defensively, things stay pretty solid. We, we don't change a whole lot defensively. We just try to identify who those guys are. And in this day and age, it's, it's all about who can cover. And you gotta you got to find those guys in the offseason and then uh, put them out there on Fridays. You, you touched on there at the tail end is the next question I was going to ask. You, you told us in right after the season ended, you said, hey, the sport has changed. Uh, you know, we're kind of a, a, of a white elephant here. We're one of the only ones doing what we do. But mm-hmm. to combat those changes in the sport, we got to find our boys that could run and we got to put them in that mm-hmm. secondary. Um, are you guys confident that you have some of those kids in place that could slow down some of those spread offenses? Yeah, we got we got a couple guys graduating in the secondary, but uh, having Nate Thompson come back and Nate Thompson's a perfect example of a kid who we knew could run, um, got really good speed, good track speed, uh, had never played free safety. But if you're going to compete um, on our level, you're going to have to have those kind of athletes. So we probably could have started Nate at running back on offense, uh, and he would have been very productive. But the, the swing in football now is you got to have those guys that can really run in the secondary. So that's why Nate was a perfect example of, of having that last year. And so we got to find more of those guys, um, guys that can run and cover, um, you know, not, not shy about actually getting up in somebody's face and trying to cover. So those are the guys that you have to identify. We get, fortunately, we have three of those guys coming back in the secondary. So looking for a couple more pieces there. And if we can find that, I think we can be pretty strong in the secondary. It's a new scheduling cycle. Can you tell us some secrets? Who are some teams that you guys are going to be playing in the non-district side? Oh, it is uh, brutal. It is a brutal schedule. <laughs> I tell you, uh, I, I had trouble scheduling, and um, I was making some phone calls. And as I was making phone calls, I had no intention of playing the guy I was actually calling. 
I just wanted to see if he knew anybody. And then uh, it turned out, look, man, it, it, the options were few and far between. So we, we're starting with Holy Cross. Oof. Holy Cross is, com- is coming to uh, Thibodeau two years in a row. Uh, week two will be Jesuit, and Jesuit is coming to Thibodeau as well. Um, and then Hornville will be week three. So that's our, that's our three non-district games. And, look, since we're moving up to 4A, um, it's going to help us with PowerPoints as well. Oh, for sure, man. But, ooh, man, that is tough. I'm sure that um, you know the message of this off-season program is, hey, we, we better get ready because there are no easy yeah. outs now. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, you know, if that doesn't get you prepared for district and our playoffs, nothing will. Uh, you know, we're not – that competition level is just – tremendous and the, the depth of those teams is going to be a challenge for us but um you know i think if i wouldn't have thought we can compete with those guys i wouldn't have scheduled the game so you know I, I think that's where we are you know we need to branch out with that we need to uh expand our schedule and see really where we are um because when we get in the playoffs none of that stuff really matters our bracket's going to be difficult and the more experience we can have in tough football games the better off we we're going to be you know, we had a lot of games early in the season last year that were just running time games, and I don't know if that hurt us or helped us. I just know that that's not realistic when you get in the playoffs. That kind of stuff doesn't happen. So the more playoff-like we can be, uh, the better off we're going we're gonna to be when we get to those playoffs. Very well said. A couple of your seniors have already announced their intentions. Should we expect a few more before February's uh, second deadline here or a couple of more guys getting looked at? Yeah, I think so. I think we're going to have uh, probably uh, well, two more guys have an opportunity to go play at Nichols, uh, Jeffrey Dietrich and uh, Taylor Thibodeau. Awesome. Um, they're trying to decide whether they're going to take that opportunity or not. I, I think Jeffrey's pretty set on wanting to come back and play. And he's trying to rehab the ACL, and, and Jeffrey didn't want to leave Thibodeau. He loves Thibodeau. He wanted to be here. He wanted to play at Nichols. So uh, I think that's going to happen. And then Taylor Thibodeau's got, an, uh, got, an, uh, got an, a walk-on opportunity there as well. And I think both of those kids can play for Nichols down the line. So, um, man, when I start counting up the, the Cardinals out there at Nichols, we're, we're up at 9 or 10 now. So uh, very proud of that and very happy that Nichols gives our guys a chance. Very, very good. Coach, before we let you go, I'm going to put you on the spot. Who's going to win the Super Bowl, man? It feels wide open. Who you got taking it all? Well, I know it's not the Cowboys. Oh. But, uh, I'm going. I'm going with the 49ers. 49ers. There you go. Sounds like a winner to me, Coach. We'll we'll never have you on again after that last quirk. But ah. we, we we thank you so much for the time. Have a wonderful rest of the day, my friend. <laughs> All right, brother. Be good, man. Yep, that is Coach Kyle is saying, stabbing me in the heart at the end of the interview. Um. I oh, he is right. He is right. Um. Boy. I, I thought it was extremely interesting. Boy, that schedule. Holy Cross, Jesuit, Hanville. I loved what he said, though. Hey, you know, we, we just blew out everybody last year. That didn't really prepare us. Ooh, you're going to get prepared this coming year, brother. That's a tough, tough slate before you get into what is going to be a very competitive and tough district as well in the 4A side. Yeah, and that's, that's going to help them in the playoffs, playing up. And like he said, if he doesn't think they can compete, he wouldn't have scheduled him. So why not? That they're gonna look a lot of the a lot of people in the community think okay well they're gonna take a step back I've heard that said so many times because they're replacing the quarterback and the fullback and the receiver and a lot of the folks that we know their names are graduating he said it we got eight back on defense we got seven back on all they're still gonna be really really good they're gonna be good up front and then here's the thing bro 
because they have played so many lopsided games in the last few years, the kids who will be replacing those quote-unquote star players will have like half of a varsity season under their belt where they will have played in backup roles. They're going to be A-OK. I lift them and Lutcher and whoever else, they're going to be amongst the favorites in the local 4A district. Ooh, what a district. A district that hopefully South Lafouche is still district. in. <laughs> well, look, we're going to find yeah. out at the end of the month yep. what uh, the powers that be decide. Because there's some discussion that they may no longer be part of that district, but we'll discuss that at a later date. Uh, let's catch a break. When we get back, uh, we're going to talk about the NFL playoffs. Can't avoid it anymore. Yes. Um, my Cowboys laid an egg. We'll give our thoughts on that. We'll break down some of the matchups that are going to be happening today and then some of the matchups that will be happening next weekend. It is play-by-play here on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper or if it's just you for your daily commute, the comfort and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, The Back Road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. Duck Fab Incorporated is your first choice for professional HVAC duct system. From project concept, design, drafting, to production and installation, Duck Fab prides itself in serving all of your HVAC system needs, from residential, commercial, municipalities, and industrial marine and land-based facilities. Duck Fab is there to serve Gulf Coast and River Region with its locations in Homa and Hazelhurst, Mississippi. Duck Fab. 352 Equity Boulevard, Homa, Louisiana, 985-876-3400, Duck Fab. Join Talk on the Bayou from 10 to 11.30 a.m. Monday through Friday on the Raging Cajun. We cover local news topics, politics, and entertainment each weekday. And it's all brought to you in part by Lady of the Sea General Hospital, Rev, and Thibodeau Regional Health System. Talk on the Bayou Monday through Friday from 10 to 11.30 a.m. Right here on the Raging Cajun KLEB 1600 a.m. and 102.7 FM. Welcome to No Wake Outfitters, located in Metairie, just east of Causeway Boulevard, your one-stop fly shop, kayak, and sportsman outfitters. You can check out our new kayak demos and our new pool and sea casting demonstrations. We have a new selection of functional and comfortable apparel from your favorite brands for the cooler weather, and our dedicated staff is here and ready to provide you with the knowledge to make an informed purchase. Come on in to check out some of our exclusive brands, such as Rugged Road, Turtle Box, Orvis, New Canoe, Old Town, and oh yeah, New Canoe 2022 kayaks are now 20% off. No Wake Outfitters, 1920. Airline Drive in Metairie. Your business is as unique as Southeast Louisiana. People, culture, family. We know what it means to be local. Rev is your local communications provider with support teams that live and work in the same Louisiana communities we serve. Customer first localism is truly in our DNA. Our promise is to bring your business the reliability and local support you deserve. We've been connecting communities in Louisiana for 85 years and we're ready to serve you and your business. Rev Business. And welcome back here to Play by Play on KLEB. Casey just covered with Coach Brian Colley. Hope everybody is enjoying their Monday. Sound um, like you're crying right here. 
yesterday in the NFL. It was a dark day for my Dallas Cowboys. They fall 48 to 32 against the Green Bay Packers. If you hear me choking a little bit, that's me vomiting in the mouth a little bit. Um, partner, this game was over from the from the second drive. Green Bay gets the ball first. They receive. They go down the field and score. And I knew from the first possession the Cowboys had what type of day this was going to be. It is third down and short from near midfield. Dak Prescott drops back to pass. C.D. Lamb is wide open. Dak Prescott overshoots the pass. Inaccurate, incomplete. Ball falls to the turf. You punt it back to Green Bay. I knew at that point. I'd seen this movie too many times. This is a Cowboys team that is the Mike Tyson of the NFL. They either knock you out or they get knocked out. I knew at that point it was done. Green Bay goes up 27 to nothing after a late half pick six. The Cowboys actually had chances to make it interesting in the second half. Couldn't get stops. I told you on this show, and the reason why I'm going to take all the heat, right? Everybody could come here and they can make fun of me and they can make their cowboy jokes. They could send me all their memes, whatever. But I said on this show in August, and we could go back and we could find the clips if it's in the archives. I said in August, there was an incident in practice where Trevon Diggs called Dak Prescott a not very nice term and no one did anything about it. I said after they lost to the 49ers, the 49ers were bullying Prescott. They were pushing him around. No one did anything about it. And then again yesterday, Prescott scrambles, gets a first down. A dude for the Packers rips his helmet almost off, almost breaks his neck. No one does anything about it. The problem that we saw yesterday in Big D, we could blame Mike McCarthy, and I think that ultimately he's probably going to fall on his sword here. We could blame whoever. We could blame this player. We could blame that player. We could blame this play. We could blame that play. The fact of the matter is, is that when we get into those pressure situations, those win or go home, back against the wall situations, the guys in that locker room don't trust their leader to lead them forward. And what we saw yesterday was a Cowboys defense that I think quit because they didn't think that their offense was in it after that pick six that Dak threw at the end of the first half. Dallas didn't get another stop the whole rest of the game. So now you've got to figure some things out here. You were 12 and 5, your third straight season that you were 12 and 5. That's really impressive. That's good consistency. What is stopping you from making that next step? Do you have to replace Mike McCarthy? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I think you have to tell Dan Quinn. We talked about this before we got on the air. I think you have to tell Dan Quinn, yo, Dan, you're either our coordinator or you're somebody else's head coach. This whole gray area of being stuck in between and every January we're in the playoffs and you're interviewing for jobs, that crap has to end. No more of that. Got to figure that out. You got to figure out what you're doing about your quarterback position going forward. Your quarterback is in line for a second extension that would pay him hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. Is he worth that? I don't know. I don't think so. Do you build around Trey Lance? Eh, that's a iffy proposition. But you've got a lot of questions to answer and it's going to be very interesting to see this offseason because there are a lot, there are an awful lot of big fish that you could go out and try to chase. One of them has won a crap ton of Super Bowls. Where's the hoodie? Old Belichick. You go get Mike Vrabel. You go get Jim Harbaugh. You could get a really big fish 
that can maybe change your culture or maybe it won't change anything. But you have a lot of decisions that you have to make because something is blocking you from getting where you're trying to go. I don't know necessarily exactly what that it is, but it's very interesting because this is a team that has so much potential, but there's just something stopping them from breaking that glass door down. So when it's all said and done, your Cowboys are 60 minutes better than the Saints? 60 minutes better, but, they, they but still one better. They one, played one game? Yeah, but that's terrible. Um, I don't think the Cowboys have so much a coaching problem as they have an owner problem. Mm-hmm. Um, this owner – look, America's team, maybe you hear it more, but how many other owners have – Press conferences after the game. Every game. But other teams. I mean, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, yeah, he does yeah, it after every e- game. It's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, I was, yeah, I was agreeing. Don't if uh, their defensive coordinator is on the contract. Do you have to get permission for someone to speak to him or for him to go interview for other teams? Yep. If he interviewed during the playoff week, what what are they doing? Why are you giving? Your defensive coordinator permission during a playoff week to go and interview with other teams. It looked like their defense that he, yeah he was interviewing for other teams. He, uh, you have an owner who had a winning Super Bowl Super Bowl coach, won two Super Bowls, then you fire him. <laughs> you have an owner who, pretty much in the week one of the season. It's pretty much talked about where McCarthy better win a playoff game or two or get to the NFC Championship game or or he's done. They hear this all every year, all year. I, I think if Jerry Jones wants to win a Super Bowl, take a 13- or 14-month vacation, go somewhere where you have no internet, you have no phone server, you can't contact anyone, and let these people that who you hired – do their job with no distractions. Yeah, you bring up a fair point, man. Um, they are the only team that does it this way. And you hear the whispers of Bill Belichick. And reportedly, Jerry Jones loves Bill. Reportedly, Bill loves Jerry. Bill has been the general manager of every team that he's coached. Jerry Jones is the general manager of the Cowboys. Would that work? I No. So, there you go. Um Jim Harbaugh, he's going to come in. He's going to want some personnel control. Is that going to work? Again, probably not. So what is blockading this team? I don't know what it is, but you got to be willing to do something different because he becomes like the old Einstein thing that we say often here, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting something different is going to get you in trouble. And they've got some big decisions to make in the offseason regarding whether or not you pay your quarterback. I don't think he's good enough to get you to the highest level. Regarding whether or not you pay Tony Pollard, who I don't know if he's good enough to get you to the highest level. Who's going to be your defensive coordinator? Who's going to be your head coach? You've got a lot of decisions to make, and it'll be very interesting to see. They've got, in my estimation, and I'm not just saying this because it's the Cowboys, my They've got the most interesting offseason of anybody in the NFL coming up because they've got a lot of decisions to make, and it's a good situation. It's a team that could, if they get their act together, potentially win a Super Bowl. It's going to be very interesting to see what they do. And you have an owner 
who during the course of a broadcast is shown more on TV than Taylor Swift. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Why do you show this dude? Well, I mean, he can't control that. Um, no, but still, but, yeah. but look, the, the media is going to feed off of this. But, but, but yeah, to your point, the reason why they show him all game is because he's a character, and and he's made himself a character by constantly speaking and constantly talking and and, and giving his opinions on everything. Um, then you see some of the potential candidates that your uh, coordinator, that's in San Diego, Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore was listed. That would be a disaster. If they hire Kellen Moore to be the head coach, that would be an absolute train wreck. Dan so, Quinn, I think, would be a disaster. Who's going to deal with Atlanta? Mike McCarthy is is a lot of things, but he is also a Super Bowl champion. He is he has won the Super Bowl, and he's led this team to 12-5 three years in a row. There's one team in the last three years that's won more regular season games than the Cowboys have, and that's the Kansas City Chiefs. That's it. And you're going to get rid of your coach. It's not a coaching problem. I, be, I mean, it's an owner problem. Yeah. I I know how he acts, though. They're not going to bring him back. <laughs> they're they're not going to bring him back. They're they're gonna go and try to get the bigger fish, and I don't know if it's going to work. Maybe it does. Maybe it don't. They're they're I don't I don't see any scenario where Mike McCarthy's back. I don't. I think that they're going to get rid of him. I really do. Look, there was a shot at him. I think maybe in the second quarter. Uh, I think he knows. Yeah, he knows. He, he knows he's done. He knows. According to Adam Schefter, Adam Schefter reported last night that the expectation all season has been that Mike McCarthy would be judged by the how the final game of the season went. Um, final game of the season was a train wreck. So I think his fate is going to be decided there. Now, where do they Crazy. go from here? Crazy. I don't know. Um, Harbaugh has met with the Chargers today. Harbaugh is expected to make a decision about his future really soon. So they're going to have to act fast. Dak Prescott said this, though. Dak Prescott said that he backs Mike McCarthy as his head coach and said, hey, if Mike McCarthy should be on the hot seat, then I should be too. Would you give Dak another big money deal? Dak was tremendous in the regular season this year. He really was. He was much improved. He was tremendous. He just looked nervous yesterday. He didn't look comfortable in the pocket. He wasn't moving well. And look, I don't give a damn about the final stats. He threw for 400 yards and three touchdowns. Anybody who watched the game knows that for the first 70% of the game, he was terrible. Dak even said it. He said, hey, look, I suck tonight. That's an exact quote. Um, would you give him another big money deal? I wouldn't. No man. Way. I've seen no this way. movie way too many times. Um, would you rather Kirk Cousins or Dak Prescott? Kirk Cousins is a free agent. Oh man, I I would go with that. Would you rather? I I would. would you give Trey Lance a chance? He's a former number three pick or whatever he was back in the yeah. day. Yeah, Cowboys better do what the Saints should have done: is get somebody under, like under Breeze when he was there with the Saints, and mold him for to take over. So there are seven head coaching vacancies around the NFL: the Titans, the Raiders, the Chargers, the Commanders, the Falcons, the Panthers, the Seahawks. Um, and maybe, you know, Dallas, if they become the eighth. So I'm gonna, let's assume for a second they do make a change. Titans, Raiders, Chargers, Commanders, Falcons, Panthers, Seahawks. Is the Cowboys the best job on that list? Should be. Let me throw a name out there to you that... The owner makes it not, but should be. What's to stop Sean Payton from going to Dallas? Dallas would have to trade for him, just like Denver had to trade for him. 
He's burned his bridges in Denver already. His quarterback doesn't like him. They're on the hook for hundreds of millions of dollars in Denver to pay Russell Wilson. If Sean goes to the Denver ownership and says, hey, man, like thanks for the opportunity. This isn't working out. You think they would be receptive to trading him to Dallas after just one year? If Denver would, um, why not? If, if, if the management sees, look, it, rough first year. Tough uh, locker room. We He's, don't see it getting much better. Uh, yeah, why not? No one's mentioning that scenario, but that's a good point. Don't, I, don't be yeah. surprised if that's a phone call that gets made. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we'll talk about some of the other games. There were some other action this weekend. Who I whiffed on one. I said I thought the Browns had a chance to win the Super Bowl. Wonk, wonk. That was way overblown. We had a really good game last night. We had the Chiefs getting past the Dolphins. And then we got a snow game today as well as a matchup between what I think are two struggling teams. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackish. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Home Health Services in South LaBouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about Home Health Services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Water safety tips from Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. One, always designate a water watcher when children are in and around water. Two, wear your life jacket when on a boat or near open water. Three, remove toys from swimming pools when not in use. Four, empty all blow-up pools and buckets of water when not in use as children can drown in as little as two inches of water. Five, check the water first if a child goes missing. Six, stay off and away from the rock jetties. And number seven, swimming lessons can reduce drownings by 88%. Learn to swim. Performance Automotive and Accessories is your stop for lifts, rims, tires, and all your mechanical and maintenance needs. Our in-house mechanics are ready to keep you rolling. Before you buy tires and rims online, let us put a package together for you. We have alignment and tire equipment to do the job right. Call us first. Performance Automotive and Accessories, 985-798-RIMS. That's 985-798-7467. Again, 985-798-7467. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa wants you to join them for the start of something new sales event. Tis the season to get a great deal on a Ram or new commercial truck, van, car, or SUV. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business or personal use. It's a grand new year, so get a great deal on your new dream car, SUV, or truck today at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Welcome back here to Play by Play on KLEB. K 
Casey Jisco here with Coach Brian Colley. Um, we talked about my team's failures in the playoffs, but there were three other games that were played. The opening game, oh man, I was talking about, I was wrong on this one. Like if you would have told me that Houston would beat the Browns, I wouldn't have been shocked, right? Even though I picked Cleveland, but 45 to 14. Um, the Texans are set up, man. They are in a really good position going forward in that they've got a great young quarterback in C.J. Stroud, who in his playoff debut was tremendous. 16 of 21, 274 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. they got a really good running back in Devin Singletary. They've got good young pieces at the wide receiver position. They've got um, great defensive backs and you know Derek Stingley and good defensive pieces. D'Amico Ryans is a really good head coach. They've really rallied around him. The Texans have a bright future, and it's crazy. The fact that they traded their star quarterback, their franchise quarterback, to Cleveland, and yet now I would say they have a much brighter and better future than Cleveland does because they're not anchored down to a $250 million contract for a punk like Deshaun Watson. The Texans are kicking chicken. Stroud is one of the best rookie quarterbacks I've ever seen. He's incredible. Yeah, I, I was I was surprised also by the outcome. Uh, I actually picked the uh, the Browns to win it, to win that game. I think you did. You, yeah, did, oh, sure. yeah, I definitely did. So yes. yeah, I missed out big time on that one. But C.J. Stroud is just something else, man. It, it uh, the job the Marco Ryan's did or is doing with Houston, it's uh, a great job he's doing, and their defense in, in the preseason. They played the Saints, I think, and they just destroyed them. I think it was the preseason game. And yep. uh, kudos to the Texans, man. They're playing well right now. For sure. And then we had a, a snowball. Well, I say snowball. It wasn't actually snowing. But a frozen game in, in below uh, zero conditions. The Kansas City Chiefs beat the Miami Dolphins. Look, here's the thing, man. Um my My Cowboys got embarrassed yesterday, and I'm not meaning to sugarcoat anything of what happened there. The least competitive team, in my opinion, over the weekend was the Dolphins. I know the Cowboys lost and they got embarrassed and they were supposed to win and everything. They at least played hard the full 60 minutes. They tried to make a game of it. The Dolphins were non-competitive. And you could see that early in the game, they just kind of collectively decided, all right, it's cold. We don't want to be here. We want to go home. And the Chiefs were able to run it and throw it. Mahomes had a big day. Uh, Rasheed Rice had a big day. Kelsey had a big day. And the fighting Taylor Swift's beat up on the Dolphins. I think that this was a, a two-pronged situation here. A, I think the Dolphins, the Dolphins are soft. I think that they built their whole team on all oh, speed, 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 speed. But it's not always going to be able to do that in the playoffs whenever it gets colder and windier and whatever it may be. That's the first thing. And then the second thing is I think that Andy Reid outcoached the hell out of Funchak McDaniel over there in Miami. Um, there's more to this stuff than being witty and having cute one-liners and everything like that. And the old Fox schooled the young Fox badly in the playoffs and allowed Kansas City to move forward. Yeah. I mean, the Dolphins just look so uncomfortable. And if I was on that sideline standing up coaching a game, man, I'd have Pulled a hamstring or something. I don't go Have you the ever room. had a frozen mustache before? Yeah, you've seen that. Dude, I, I, saw, <laughs> <laughs> I saw a video of, okay, it was the concession stands in Kansas City, and it was, it was a, a gentleman who was purchasing a water, right? 
Um, they took the water out of the cooler, handed it to him. By the time they handed it to him, you could see the ice forming from the bottom, shooting up to the top. It was frozen solid. Yeah, you, they just took it out of that cooler, held it in their hand, and within two seconds? Within seconds, it was frozen Frozen. Solid. How no, in, thank you. How in the hell do PA, and of course we, we said it last week. There was gonna be a jackass oh, yeah? with no shirt on. <laughs> sure enough, there was a jackass in the stands with no shirt on. Dude, that that's misery. The wind chills for that game were below twenty, minus twenty five. That is misery, man. Absolute misery. The people there look so uncomfortable. Now look, I get it. The sidelines are all heated and everything like that. Uh, where Taylor Swift was in a suite, everything looked good, whatever it may be. But, dude, for those fans in attendance, they just looked so uncomfortable. You have to be the biggest of the big diehard to be willing to sit through that. No way. Look, I, I sat through uh, Saints uh, when they played Chicago and um, the playoff game, and it was cold, but I had so many layers on. It was snowing, and it wasn't that bad. But, man, below zero – no way. I couldn't do it. I have a cousin who lives in Illinois, and they are getting the brunt of this Arctic freeze that we're going to get tomorrow and late tonight. They're being told, and listen to this, dude. Th- this is insane. They're being told that if you go outside, you better wear like sunglasses, even if it's at night, because if you don't, the water in your eyes is going to freeze and could potentially uh, create ice crystals that could stab your eyeballs and make you get blind. Oh. No one, like who, look, it sucks that we live in an area that's prone to experience natural disasters and hurricanes and everything, but give me hurricanes over that. They're going to be bunkered in their house for like the next month, unable to do anything. Could you imagine living that way? No way. That's, um... Then when you want to leave, go shovel your driveway. Speaking of shovel your driveway, that's a great segue because we've got a snow game today. Buffalo Bill fans are relentlessly trying to shovel snow out of their stadium. Um, the The stadium is clear. Snow is still all over the stands. Today we're going to have fans throwing snowballs on the field. It's going to be brutal. It's still going to be windy. We postponed the game 24 hours, and it was the right decision because yesterday was an absolute blizzard. You couldn't have played. But it's still going to be ugly, ugly, ugly today at 3.30 when the Bills take on the Steelers. Yeah, speaking of uh, postponing, uh, Tuesday night's game, HL Bourgeois at Hornville is tentatively being placed on Wednesday. There you go. We mentioned that earlier in the and, show. Everybody's going to move their games. Everybody. And Wednesday should be colder, but I think uh, Wednesday morning will be colder, and yeah. I think the temperature should warm up. So Wednesday night game may – be able to play it. Thank, uh, thank uh, Coach Andrew Cayouette no, for I, that info. I, I think that's a good decision, and I think that's the decision that just about everybody's going to make for exactly what you just said. Wednesday's going to be the coldest day in the morning. By Wednesday night, it's not going to be as severe of a freeze. We'll be able to play, I think, on Wednesday night, and everybody's going to end up making that decision. Um, had a good one last night. The Lions get a 24-23 to win over the Rams. I'll be honest, y'all, and I'm going to say this, and boy, this is going to be unpopular, and people are going to throw tomatoes at their radio. Mm-mm. I'm not a big Dan Campbell fan. I kind of think he's oh. a, I'm kind of think he's a phony a little bit. Like you're not always making this hoorah pep talk and crying and stuff. Like I th- kind of think he's a phony a little bit. But 
There's no doubting that it is a feel-good story, the fact that the Lions have won their first playoff game in like 30-plus years. I was happy for them, and I'll say this. As long as they're at home, which their next game they will be thanks to Dallas losing, as long as they're at home, they're going to be real tough. That was a crazy environment yesterday. They get the winner between Tampa Bay and Philly next week. I would favor them against either one of those teams right now. Coaching, coaching matters. What would a Rams thinking? Let's talk about that. You why punt the ball? Why didn't the Rams kick a sixty-yard field goal? I I would have tried it. Uh, I, you, you got Brett Maher. Look, Brett Maher is a head case, right? We saw that last year, and even last night, he was <laughs> those extra points weren't too impressive. His career long is sixty-three. He's had three. He's played five seasons. In three of the five seasons, he has made kicks of 60 yards or longer. He's got the leg to do it. Didn't even try. So instead of attempting the 60-yard field goal with one timeout, you punt the ball back to them. Coach, whether they're starting their drive at their own 10 after the punt or at midfield because you missed the field goal, you still need a three and out regardless. I didn't understand why you didn't at least – look. The old Michael Jordan expression, you miss 100% of the shots you didn't take, they didn't take the shot to try to win the game. And as a result, they never got the ball back. And then also, on top of that, kudos to Ben Johnson and the Lions. How often do we see a team in that situation just clam up, run, 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 punt? No, they said, to hell with y'all, we're going to win the game. They threw the ball down the field and got the win. Um, Don't understand what McVay was doing there down the stretch. Yeah, because with one timeout, there's a huge chance you don't get the ball back, but at least... You go down swinging, so to Absolutely. speak, where get a, a fighting chance. Go ahead, kick, try and kick it. Or go it, for it. Something. Try something. Yeah, because look, years back, oh, 60 yarder. Nowadays, a 60 yard, I mean, you have people kicking that regularly. And now. Maher's made the, five of them. He's got the leg to do it. I, know, I understand the dude is. is a little cuckoo sometimes, but he, he, he's he got the leg to do it, and you didn't even give him the chance. That's uh, that's brutal. Now, I, unless they had discussions and the kicker said, oh, I don't feel comfortable doing it. Then the kicker maybe. should be unemployed yeah. right now. Well, 100%, <laughs> but I'm putting it all on the coaching, and it may not be, but uh, I'm not a fan of McVay anyway. I, I don't think he's a very good coach at all for the NFL. So the Rams go out last night, and the Lions get a win. Uh, we already talked about the Steelers and Buffalo. I think Buffalo's going to beat the Steelers today. Yep. Um, the weather is going to be a big factor. It's going to be crazy, a crazy environment, crazy stadium, all that good stuff. Um, let's talk about the night game today. you got Philadelphia and Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's not very good. Um, but in the last month, Philadelphia has not been very good. Philadelphia last Sunday got blown out by the Giants in a game that they needed to win. They had a chance to maybe win the division still, and they just came out late an egg two weeks ago. At home against Arizona, got beat 35-31. They've lost like five or five of their last six coming in. A.J. Brown, your number one receiver, out, injured. Deleted all of his Eagle stuff off of social media. He's disgruntled, something ain't right. Jalen Hurts, broken finger, dislocated finger, said Friday, hey, I ain't throwing a ball all week. The Eagles are a mess. They're already talking about if they lose this game and finish this collapse, they might fire their head coach. But you're still facing Tampa, who's not very good. This has got a chance to be a very ugly game with neither team really playing all that well. Who do you favor tonight between Tampa and Philly? I think Philly. I, I, I just think 
they play. They're not playing good right now, but I still think they're a better team. Um, I mean, Saints beat Tampa. Yeah, so I, I, I just I think Philly is, is the the better team now. Uh, they got they got to play tonight. You, you got to shut down those receivers from Tampa, and their it, defense is horrible. So it, that'll be a that'll be a big key. And uh, I think if the Eagles can start off strong, controlling the football. Uh, not let Tampa start off strong. I think the Eagles can pull it out, but at the end of the day, I still think the Eagles are a better team, regardless of how they've been playing the last stretch. There are some people who believe that the Chiefs are now back because they rolled past Miami. I'm a little hesitant. I think Miami just ran into a bus all going into a blizzard. Do you think that there's a possibility that the Eagles just show up and say, all right, the last six weeks didn't matter and play like they did at the beginning of the season and, quote-unquote, be back? Or do you think that they are what they showed in the last two months? I don't know about back because everyone beginning of the season or the Eagle, had the Eagles pretty much home field throughout with a shot at the uh, Super Bowl. Uh, I think they'll be uh, – how can I say it? Back to playing where they, well, most people figured they would be at, at the, toward the middle of the season. I don't, I don't think elite team by can, far. Can the winner of this game win at Detroit next week? No. Mm-hmm. Be very interesting to see. I, I certainly don't think Tampa can. I could see a world where the Eagles play keep away if they play their game. Um, but I don't think Tampa can. But I, I am picking the Eagles tonight. I think the Eagles are going to get right. Saw Kansas City get right. I think the Eagles are going to get right. Tampa Bay's not good, man. No, they're not. And look, Detroit at home, like you just mentioned a few minutes ago, they're going to be tough to beat. Look, we poke fun at my Cowboys and, oh, man, they haven't been relevant since the 1990s. And yada. The Lions hadn't won a playoff game in more than 30 years. It was crazy to see the raw emotion and their fans and, and how much they were enjoying that last night. It's going to be even crazier in there next weekend. That's going to be a really tough place to go on the road and play. Yeah, the Saints fans, you want that uh, emotion back? Uh, I like they announced that we traded Derek Carr. You got know, people crying for joy. <laughs> the only way to get that emotion back. Did you see how many people watched the um, the Peacock? Oh game? no, I did not. 23 million people tuned in on Peacock to watch the Chiefs and the Dolphins. So guess what? We're going to be doing this again. It's here. It's here. Uh, I watched it. Uh, Now, by comparison, uh, let's see. The Texans and the Browns had 29 million people. So it was a smaller number in terms of viewership, but you figure 23 million times $6 a person, you do that math. And I don't know how many people – Bought Peacock just for the game. Uh, yeah, well, like if it increased uh, yeah. a good bit. But there you go. I'm not one of them. I already had yeah, it. Like I think I had, you already yeah. had it anyway. So that's a great point. And that, that could be what moves the needle there is who's who's going to actually buy it for the NFL. That, that's going to probably ultimately be where the, the bottom line is, is displayed. Um, and I was going to take a break, but we ran late. We'll just carry it through to the end of the show. Um, the LSU women's basketball team yesterday lost to Auburn, which, hey, man, stuff happens, right? There's only one undefeated team. That's that's uh, South Carolina. Um, but what is crazy about the loss is the way that LSU played. Um, you lose 67-62. to 62. 
And I, look, I get trying to to play from the inside, and I get trying to have a paint presence, and I understand that Angel Reese is your best post player, and Moro's really good, and I get that you got two girls that had a double-double, and you got 14 offensive rebounds, and Coach, they were 0 of 2 from 3. They attempted two three-pointers the whole game. They had 15 turnovers. Their bench contributed four points. And at the end of the game, with the game on the line, you're down two. Your set was to spread the floor, clear out, and have Angel Reese, who's a center, go one-on-one in isolation. That play went exactly as you would think that it would with her dribbling it off of her knee, turning it over, fouling. Auburn goes to the free throw line. Whew, this LSU team, as talented and as gifted as they are, their starting point guard yesterday, Haley Van Lith, was one of nine from the field, three points, one assist. You're not getting very much guard play. This is a team that's all bigs, and at times it becomes a little clumsy. I'm a little worried here. I think LSU's over the internal issues. I think that that part of it is over. Now I think it's just an issue. I don't know that this roster fits what they're trying to do. They've got nothing but post out there. They don't have any guard presence at all. You're going to have to make some three-pointers 0 of 2 in a 40-minute college basketball game. I've never seen that one before. Yeah, Malkus' press conference after I went back and listened to it, and uh, she was given, of course, Auburn all kinds of credit that they, uh, they were more aggressive on defense. They came out. Uh, they guarded the perimeter more. That's why it limited them uh, shooting the three-ball. And uh, she explained at the end why she went to – she called it a 1-4 flat with Angel Reese uh, with the point guard. And, of course, well, I let her bring the ball down sometimes early in the season, and she was pretty much saying nothing else was working, so why not try something new? And uh, it didn't work out for him, for sure. And she went on to say, well, uh, after that, we still gave up two offensive rebounds. Auburn had two offensive yeah. rebounds at the end. To the seal of victory. I, I give Angel Reese credit. Um, she did say on social media after the game, hey, look, this is my fault. We lost tonight because I wasn't good enough. And for a young lady who in the game yesterday, let me pull up the final stat line. Uh, let's see. She had something like 20-some points and 13, 14 rebounds. For somebody to had that number, let's see. Let's pull it up here. Angel Reese yesterday was... 24 points, 11 rebounds. So for somebody who had that stat line to come on out and take responsibility when it really truly wasn't her fault that they lost, I do respect that. That shows some leadership. But um, it's a team that's a little clumsy right now. They're going to have to figure some things out because teams are going to now steal the Auburn plan, and you're going to have to figure out a way how to beat that if you're going to want to go forward and try to get where you're trying to go. And look, it's tough for some college athletes to do this where you're at the top of the mountain. Everyone is coming after you, and you're going to get the best from everyone. And a sellout crowd to boot. And, yeah, and if you're not stepping up every night, every game, this is going to happen. They're going to get you sometimes. And just go back and look. UConn, the, the, stretch, the run that they had, you think about that, that's remarkable. They had to bring it every single night, and they did because people were coming after them. And Lady Tigers are getting some of that right now that they're going to get everyone's best. And especially in conference play at home, Auburn was at home, uh, sell out gym. Like you just mentioned, they're going to bring it and, and you better be ready.
Come and see your boy tonight. Nichols men are facing your partner, uh, Sless. Man, I would think about it, but I see how the weather's going. Look, they got a great player. Yes, they do. <laughs> oh, mercy. Yes, they do. The Johnson kid is, is unbelievable. Let me shout out the first name there. You Jordan. know Jordan Johnson, a senior guard. He's averaging 23 points a game. The Colonels are going to have to figure out a way to try to slow him down. He has started in the last two conference games. He started out the conference kind of slow, right? 16 points. Eh, he only had 16. Since then, 36 and 40 yeah. and shooting 52% from the field in the 36-point game, shooting 66% from the field in the 40-point game. Colonels are going to have to figure out a way to slow him down. Vegas thinks they'll do it. The Colonels are actually a six-point favorite tonight in Stouffer Gymnasium. Nichols lost a tough one on Saturday against Lamar. Had chances late. Lamar makes a big bucket in overtime uh, to go up two. Nichols has a wide-open three at the buzzer and uh, can't convert. This is going to be a good game tonight. I think that there's going to be a lot of points. I think that there's going to be back and forth. Two good coaches, two good coaching staffs. I'm excited to be at Stouffer Gym. This is going to be a fun one tonight. I actually watched that game, the Lamar game. Did you? Yeah, I muted the sound. <laughs> no, no, look, I had it on, and uh, and you even commented during the broadcast of it. You said you never saw. I never saw it. Dude. Right, right in front of you, bruh. God gets the inbound from the referee and gives you the ball to, and he just dribbled on the floor. He thought he was playing in a park. I never have seen that before ever. That, that, that look, and to, to that kid's credit, that's the kid who made the layup to force overtime, so he made up for it after. But my God, I've never seen that. To, for those who are not familiar, so Nichols is down like two or three at the end of regulation. They call a timeout. Coach Sadler draws up a play out of the timeout. They're right in front of the Nichols bench, which is literally smack dab right where I was. The official hands the ball to Byron Ireland who then thinks that the ball is like live. He just dribbles onto the court and like starts the offensive set. Of course, that's an inbounds violation. I've never seen that before. Poor kid just had like a brain fart. Fortunately, he made up for it. But you're right. I have never, ever seen that happen in a live college or high school situation. You see it in Biddy sometimes. I've never seen that happen on that level before, especially not in that situation. Yeah, just lose focus for a second and – to their credit, they came down. They got a stop on that. They lost possession, but they didn't score. Lamar didn't score via that turnover. So I give Nichols credit. They got the stop. But, man, that was it was strange. It was. It was very much so. So Lamar beat them on Saturday. They're now 3-0 in the league. McNeese is 3-0 in the league. They have been rolling. McNeese is 14-2 overall. Uh, can't wait for when they come to Thibodeau. But a big one tonight. The Colonels are 2-1 in the league. New Orleans is 2-1 in the league. Uh, Nichols knew going in they had a road game, then three straight at home. They were hoping to get to 4-0. and Not going to do that, but they would like to be 3-1 and because they've got some big heavy hitters coming up on the road in just a second. Um, still super impressed by those Colonels, but you're right. Tonight, those in the Thibodeau area are going to see a dynamite player in Jordan Johnson. That should be a whole lot of fun seeing the chess match. How do the Colonels try to take him away, and how does UNO combat Nichols' efforts to try to take him away? Uh Slow him down. Don't let him go for 40. Just, just kind of, you have to know where he's at on the floor at all times. And he creates shots. That's what's so great about this young man. He he creates a lot of shots. And uh, right now, there's so much confidence in the, in this young man. And uh, his teammates are getting the ball to him out in space where he can create. And uh, you're just going to have to know where he's at at all times. And 
Game time is seven or six thirty. Six one game. One game. Six thirty. Uh, when I walk out this studio, go to my truck, I'll probably make my decision if it's freezing already. This guy's staying inside. Look, it's it's not freezing yet, but I already looked. By the time nine or so, when we're going to be getting out, ooh, it's going to be frigid. So it's one of those where I'm going to probably dress warm because I'm going to leave the house. It'll be in the mid sixties and probably freeze my ass off as I'm leaving. <laughs> so for gymnasium, we're running back to the car. Uh, we look forward to working with Jack Benjamin on that one uh, today. Also in the Southland, you got Southeastern taking on Corpus Christi and Lamar taking on the oh. aforementioned McNeese Cowboys. I'm looking forward to that. Lamar, man, as much as we talk about McNeese, they're 3-0. If they could beat McNeese tonight and go on the road to Thibodeau and to Lake Charles and get to 4-0, they would actually be in the driver's seat. But easier said than done against a Cowboys team that is ridiculously good. I may go meet Jack Benjamin tonight. Hey, sounds like a winner. You're more than welcome to come hang out with us on the uh, on the ESPN Plus side of things. Yeah, get me a chair. Yes, sir. Uh, happy MLK Day to everyone. Hope everybody's enjoying their time off. We will be back tomorrow. We're not going to be snowed in. We're going to be live tomorrow talking about um, Nichols' game, and we've got some NBA to break down. We've got two more NFL matchups to break down. Before we go, Bills and Steelers. Bills. Eagles and Bucks. Eagles. I'm with you on both of those. We'll wrap things up. Have a tremendous rest of the day. God bless. Love you guys. You've been listening to Play by Play. Let's thank the Blue Boot Foundation and Golden Motors where price is priority. Located on Highway 3235 and cut off. See y'all tomorrow. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.